Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind just hitting the subscribe button, like, sharing the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now you fucked up! You uh, you just met Sonny Jim through someone online, and now you just work through FaceTime and everything. You got a fourth Spencer Fryer on the way? Yeah, we're in the midst of working on a project right now. That's what I was working on today. Um, we like, almost towards the end. Yeah? Yeah. Do you, those little skits, the little vignettes, do you record, is that from an actual show, or is that? Yeah. The uh, Spencer for Hire, actually, the name came from uh, a sitcom called Spencer for Hire. Uh, Spencer for Hire, the sitcom was spelled different. His name was S-P-E-N-S-E-R. My name is C-E-R. And Hire was spelled H-I-R-E, like he was hired to do something. Mine is H-I-G-H-E-R. Had you known the show before that? Absolutely. I grew up as a kid watching that. That was like my cue to go to bed type ordeal. I was young. This is in the 90s. I wasn't sure because like it's like just the the things that you pick are hilarious. And like your your shit's real, but you also are so funny in some of your bars. So like I didn't know if that was something you had written beforehand or what. I didn't know that was a show. Yeah, it's an actual show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spencer How did, did you know that was the concept for the album you were gonna put together? Yeah. I, I brought the idea to Sonny Jim. Sonny Jim didn't have a clue of the of the sitcom. So once he figured it out, he said, Oh, this is genius. So we've been running with it ever since. You have one of the best ears for beats, and you've been working with like you were like you had one of the first big ghost projects, and that's fucking killer but you really do have one of the best ears for beats that out of anyone i've heard thank you thank you i appreciate that yeah i take pride on that i have like separate sessions with myself to pick beats so you know what i'm saying that, that's a uh, shout out to my ear i do have like a, a moment take some time to uh pick beats before i uh even go to the studio do you have like a process or do you do you just yeah, I got yeah. That's the process. I uh, I go in my car because I feel like that's the best way to listen to beats, and I just sit there with all of the beats and what resonates. So I put them in the folder and I sit with them for a few days, and then I start writing. And sometimes I have uh, lyrics prior to me getting to the studio, or I'll be able to create at the studio because I I know what what beat I'm a rap over. That's I feel like that's like a not a lost, uh, but I feel like not a lot of people spend that much time like picking, sitting over it and melling over it. And it shows in your it shows in your selection. But that's that's real. You do have to like sit and process it, I feel. Yeah, you got to some us. You got to cater to it just like with your lyrics. You got to cater to every component. Are you do you drive or do you just sit in your car parked? Uh, I sit in my car parked. I sit in the back seat. In the back two, seat. Yeah, I, I, I sit park, sit in the back seat. I got two twelves in my trunk, and I just ride out. I just, I just uh, blaze up and, and and listen to the beats. You know what I'm saying? 
Do you have to do the reason I ask is like I'm a stand up comedian. And when I write, I have to drive or be doing something else. Like I need to like keep my body active while I'm doing like I can write the best way. It's like I just drive smoke and keep going. Well, sometimes I do. Like if I'm in the in the midst of driving somewhere or something like that, and um, let's say per se August for nine sends me some beats, I'll tune it up while I'm blazing and riding and you know what I'm saying. And yeah. if I happen to like something, I put a check mark and let text them like, yo, it's the beat that I need right here. You know what I'm saying? And, and the rest is history. Do you reach out? Like, do you look for new producers or do you wait for them to come to you? Uh, sometimes I have a lot of producers that I'm working with. So, uh, you know, some producers come to me. I If I got some time, I'll listen to some of their work. And a lot of times I get production from guys that i already work with who do you do who like are do you have producers that you are your favorites that you want to work with i want to work with alchemist i want to work with derringer and uh i want to work with uh eric sermon yeah yeah so those you know those are a few that I will that I would love to work with. Uh, I want to work with Rock Marcy as a producer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you just had him on your newest project. Yeah, I had him on the Legend Laws of Power with Rance. So, that song, so you guys all killed that track. Thank you, thank you. I was the first one to do that. You know what I'm saying? Put them on the track together. So you know, I'll oh, for real? History. Yeah, not another artist that put those guys on the same record together. So. You, are, you are like um I don't it's such a like a historic guy. Like you do do shit. You're a pioneer with a lot of the shit. Yeah, yeah. I try to, you know, live up to the legendary status that I want to be. Do you uh did you like see this as your path? Like when you go back to like when did you start? Like when was when was your like serious I actually am starting on my path? Uh I had to be like 19 when I got uh, involved in this uh, in this group called You Can Ulick Voices, and it was uh, and it was basically like the group home that I used to live in. They kind of took heed to my writing and my and my performance and uh, being able to uh, curate music uh, using my life as as the uh, as the premise. So they kind of like. Say, hey man, how can we uh how can we connect this with with other youth around the world? How can we, you know, how can we formulate an album which you're talking about your life? And you know, and we go across other group homes and, and and try to make a link chain. And that's what that was my first taste of uh success, because that was real successful. It was my first record deal, you know what I'm saying? I became, you know, I got I got some good money from it. And, you know, I was able to get a, a, a real taste of uh, what, what success looks like uh, in, in when you create music. So that was my first taste. But I've always been doing music since I was in eighth grade, 94, 95. But, uh, and that was the same serious. group home that was supporting you afterwards? Yeah, the same group home that was supporting me afterwards was the same group home that gave me my, my first business opportunity. Is that is that that doesn't sound common? I'm not gonna like the support that say that seems like you were 
in a very like lucky opportunity with that or that they were supportive or that you showed the prowess to like follow after it. Yeah, I think that's more what it was. Like they seen my interest in it. They seen me uh, be uh, incredibly different from everybody that was in the group home. And I, I took I took matters in my own hands and uh, and separated myself from guys. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and once I displayed leadership, you know, kind of like rubbed it kind of rubbed off on people. And, yeah. um, and it kind of worked out in my favor. So you were right. You said you were writing, though, since like eighth grade and everything. Yeah, I've been writing. I was writing writing raps since eighth grade. Like Red Man is one of the guys that helped me pick up the reason why I picked up a pen to begin with. But overall, like my my I got my serious chance when I was uh nineteen seven uh, in between seventeen and nineteen. That's when we started creating those albums within the group home where we were assisting other group home agencies and traveling across the country, going to different forums and parent uh, conferences and we were the entertainment at these big events and we were, we were, we had a chance to sell our products, sell our merchandise, perform. And it was like the, uh, 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 a big, a big example, prime example of, uh, what artists do today on their own, you know, they go and perform yeah. and they have merch. And so I, I got to catch on, I got wind of that, like in the early, uh, in the late nineties, uh, in the new millennium. Has any, is anyone else still doing it? from that like that you from the had. group yeah. uh, no, uh only one other person yeah as a matter of fact it was four man group and um one of them doesn't do music like you know what i'm saying on the level that the other guys might i still do and we had one singer he still does music and we had the producer he still does music you know what i'm saying but and I, I i think out of all of us i do it at like a higher capacity yeah did you know, like, since you were, like, growing up that, like, this was it? Like, you knew you were right and you knew this was, like, getting you to a... This was, like... Did you have that voice in your head? Well, I, I felt like uh, I had the ambition, ambition and the will to win. I had that wanting to do it. I had that, I had that phase where uh, I was just focused, like, I know that I want to do this. I had that moment in, 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 in time where uh i can say hey yeah man this is something that i can cling on to i did have those uh i did have those moments you know what i'm saying yeah the reason i'm asking is like getting 19 record deal like i feel like some people do that and then they get like chewed up and spit out by it and they don't keep going but they're like you've pioneered and you've kept going there's something like a drive there that's different than others yeah, you know, I, I, I just have the, I, I still love it. So, you know, when you still love it, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it just shows, you know what I'm saying, you yeah. move like, you, like you're super successful, you know what I'm saying, it's it just the will to win and the hunger to do it. I don't know if you've ever read, like, The Alchemist or anything, but, like, The Omens in Life, and, like, mm. I don't know how, like, spiritual or if you, God, believing you are but uh, you know there's certain books and stuff like that that like with comedy i know it's my calling and i know that nothing will knock me off it no matter how many like trials and tribulations or fights i have to give with it because there is always that voice in the back of my head that says nah this is it yeah i always have that like 
it was basketball at first and then it was music. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, you know, music might be the one. So I just stuck with it once I figured out that, you know, this is it. Like, I, I, I feel like if I'm 10 toes in anything that I do, then that means that, yeah, this is it. So after you get that deal at 19, so when you're going around, do you have to do like family friendly rap or are you able to? Yeah, I'm not, I'm doing vulgar free rap. <laughs> <laughs> do you have is that music out? Like, can people listen to your like? Yeah, early yeah, stuff? you can. It's a, yeah, you, if you search Ulick uh, Voices, U H L I C H Voices. You search that on YouTube, you're more likely to find it. And then if you go on youcanchicago.org, you're likely to find uh, some CDs and, uh, and merchandise in regards to that. Was that a good deal? Like, for that being your first one, was it an all right one or was it? Uh, yeah, it was, good. it was pretty good. Like, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was for us. So you know, we had all of the control. The only thing they didn't want us to do was have vulgar language. So, we we took that and we took advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? We 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 we're, we're rappers. We know how to use other words uh, outside of cuss words, and 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 we made it work for ourselves. Pretty challenging, but it worked out for ourselves. You know, we we traveled all the way from the city of Chicago to Joliet to record this. We recorded uh two projects together, and then after that, it became a curriculum for other younger people that was in the group home. And they created an album from it. You know what I'm saying? We're like the forefathers. So it's like a continuance on. It, it, was, it was set up for it to continue on with more young people uh, using rap as an uh, outlet to, you know, vent and, and talk about their past and stuff like that. So it worked out. Still going on right now. Real, has anyone else come from it? Uh, not as far as like, Artists from Chicago, nah, because a lot of artists from Chicago don't come from group homes. I feel like I'm probably like the only one that's kind of like on the underground scene that boasts about being from group homes and institutions. Yeah. Do you feel like that's um, something lost in Chicago? Like, do you feel like you are the only one talking like that, like your real life stuff like that? I, I I would like to be the uh I don't I don't think that it's um that is that is being away. I just think that uh it's overlooked. I feel like a lot of guys are spitting their passion, spitting their real reality. It's just that uh a lot of people are not gravitating to it. They're gravitating to more of the trap, the trap sounding and the you know what I'm saying, and the violent sounding joints, but you know, just like what I was saying, if you used to loving music, you would do it because of that and you won't get discouraged. You know what I'm saying? And then I I, I like to be like the, the, the only person doing something that's entirely different from everybody at the crib. That way I can have a seat at the table comfortably and nobody won't be able to say, hey, he got styles. He got flavors of many other people that's at this table. Nah, this is one dish right here different from everything on the table. So I prefer to be an option on the table. Yeah. Do you listen to any of the trappier stuff at all? Yeah, I be listening to Young Nudie. You be listening to G Herbo. I, I was supposed to... to go see Young Nudie last night, but I was booked for a show uh, performing. Yeah. I got to miss it. I was so pissed. 
Yeah. <laughs> young Nudie, that's one of the new trap guys I've been listening to. I learned me a Young Nudie song last month. So, you know, he's happy for myself. Nah, he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty good. Uh, uh, listen to Future. And, you know, I'll be listening to stuff that makes the make the trunk rattle. You know what I'm saying? I'll be yeah. listening, you know, I got the twills. So I listen to stuff like that from time to time when I'm just driving, blazing up, man. I, I throw on some, um, on some uh, Pardon Me. Future with a uh, with a uh, little boat, little yachty. Yeah. You know oh, I like I'm surprised. I feel like I that I feel like that wouldn't be something people would guess you'd listen to. Yeah, I'd be listening to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not heavy on it, but I do listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say that I don't listen to it. If I'm knowing the words, then I'm listening to it. Did you ever try, or did anyone label or otherwise ever try to force you to? do the more trappier stuff out of Sean Price did. Sean Price tried to get me to do some uh rap over uh Lord uh Young Chop beats. You know what I'm <laughs> How'd that like, go? Did you try you or were you like, nah, this is a little work? <laughs> I was like, man, this, I mean it was at a point where I knew Sean Price, but I was like, man, you gotta be shitting me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, oh, you know what I'm saying? He's like, nah, you know, he 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 made a good uh he had a good point about it. He was like, man, I'm more like a an old school Chevy, you know what I'm saying? I get out the car, post up on my car, everybody sees me. That's good. You're more like a, a a Euro car, you know what I'm saying? You can move around and, and and maneuver. You can, in other words, you can rap over beats like that. I can't. You can rap over anything. Like your voice captivates any beat, and you can make it yours. So that's what he were he was saying. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I did try to reach out to Young Chop for some beats, man. But you know how that go. Yeah, I was ignored. So, you know, and then Sean Price passed. But, you know what I'm saying? At least I was able to talk to him when, whenever I do talk to Price in the skies. Like, man, I tried to get Young Chop, man. He ignored me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if he was alive, he'd laugh at that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did he? Well, I feel like that would be, yeah. I guess. Did you ever try, like, even non Young Chop? Did you ever? Yeah, I did. I've I've uh I've I've wrapped over some beats that uh has that trappy joint. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's an album on Bandcamp called The Rapping Bastard. And if you go and look at that album, it's a joint called Sheezy on there, which is like my nickname in the in the in the hood. V I Sheezy. They took the V I C and turned it to a Sheezy. Some Snoop Dogg for shizzle, my nizzle type ordeal, and uh. And I made a song called Sheezy, and it's trapped out. Sound like Young Chop made it, really. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I feel like there's certain, and this is no disrespect, but there are certain like rappers who have a good ear for being like an overhead, like overviewer, composer of music. And then there's rappers who are like good rappers. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Westside is a good composer. I don't know, like yeah. Sean P telling you to rhyme over Young Chop stuff. I don't know if that's like the composer move that you would make. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that shocked the hell out of me. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm looking for him to say something like, you know, uh, like I, I want to hear you on like Ninth Wonder or some shit. Ninth <laughs> Wonder, yeah. I say something like Ninth Wonder or something from uh, the B minus, you know what I'm saying? B minus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would I would I would have thought something like that, but yeah, you know, young chop, you know, it's a it's a it's a, it's a beautiful contrast. You want to put it? Yeah, 
you can rhyme over any beat like that one um that ghost face track with that rock beat which i usually don't even like rock beats like that but that was, yeah me neither but that <laughs> one was kind of that one was funky you know what i'm saying i'm like yeah. wow you know what i'm saying that opportunity alone was like wow you know how'd that big come challenge together? that is wild um the uh, ghost face people's reached out to me a lot of people would think that uh uh, big Ghost reached out to me because it's a Big Ghost project, and I'm I'm, I'm real friends. Me and Big Ghost are uh, r- real good friends, and um, and people thought me might have thought that it was Big Ghost that got me on, but Big Ghost uh, was surprised to hear me on there when it came when it was all said and done. Yeah, and you killed that. Yeah, that was great. Thank yeah, uh, thank you. Big Ghost just followed me. And I know nice. I'll never I know I'll never do this podcast, but I'll it'll be like a fucking sixty minutes. I'll block his voice out and cover the put black over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big go yeah, good luck with uh, That's never gonna with, happen. That's never yeah. gonna happen. Good but luck that, with that. that <laughs> did you know what the track was so you knew what the track was gonna be with like you and Sheik and did you know it was gonna be like all the different remixes and everything? No, uh, no, I just knew of two other remixes and um uh I knew Sheik Luch well I was I didn't know Sheik Luch was gonna be on it. I had uh I had when the record got to me, uh I had heard Big Ghosts I mean I heard Ghostface's reference already and then I just went in and did my thing and then uh once I sent it back, they uh sent me like a little voice recorder of Sheik Luch doing his voice at first. I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be crazy. So, you know, it was, it was like, whoa, wow, that's, that's good. I got, I got a joint with, a, with, with, with Wu Block. It's pretty, pretty good. Well, that's, I, I, uh, my dad took me to see Wu-Tang Clan when I was like 12 years old. Like, I loved that shit. And I just was able to open up for Capadonna and Spectre, like, Doing nice. comedy, doing comedy. I'm not rapping but a still, couple yeah, months ago, but nice. it was cool. It was cool to be like, oh shit, I get to work with these people that I got to see when I was a kid. Yeah, Tabe, tables turn. Yeah. Do you um? How did you and Ghost link up then? Because you did. You had, I mean, one of the first projects that he released. Yeah, I was the second project after Grizel the Ghost. Um, again, that was another Twitter person like yo i want to see big ghosts and vic work again i uh vaguely knew that he produced i just knew that he had to be our biggest critic at that time uh when he did those reviews on rappers and people thought that he was actually ghostface uh-huh. and uh i didn't think that he was ghostface but i just liked that he he wrote his reviews like ghostface i like that and when i found out he produced them oh so I was like, oh, I, I, maybe I can do something with him. You know what I'm saying? But it never came about. Somebody else said it. Then he hit me up, asked me what's like my favorite uh, beats from uh, all my artists that I like. What beats would you would have rapped over that's on their albums? And I sent that list over to him. And he just started sending me beats. And um, the rest is history. And yeah. one thing about that Big Ghost Project was uh, like, him being the biggest critic of our time, I thought that he was going to give me hella criticism. Like every time I sent him a joint, he said, man, the song's fire. And I just was like, wait a minute. So absolutely no criticism from the big ghost himself. 
man, you know, if it's trash, I'll tell you, but songs fire. You know what I'm <laughs> so that was a, that was a, 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 that was dope that I was able to, uh, able to, uh, record every, uh, everything that I recorded for Big Ghost Out. Uh, it actually got used. Oh, wow. You know so, so that was, um, that was big. That was big for me. So, yeah. How much music do you record versus put out? Everything that I record is going to come out. It just takes a while. Like, I remember back in the days, I'd be so excited to record that I just, like, have all of these tracks now. I don't know what to do. But since I've been able to discipline myself to pick beats and put them in folders, it makes me, you know, more organized when constructing albums. You know what I'm saying? So I feel I feel like uh, I feel like that attribute takes away uh, the fact that uh, people record songs and some songs don't make it. All of my songs make it because I know, you what know I'm rapping which over. ones are going to be connected. Well, I connect them myself, like all those songs that you hear and it's two different beats or three different beats. I take I put all those beats together. Those ne- those beats are never together. I always, oh yeah, like uh, the uh, the radio. Um, yeah, the uh, nineteen nineteen eight point one yeah. WMIZ radio. Yeah, yeah you know what that I'm one's amazing. Yeah. yeah, August Fanon sent all those beats separately, and I put them all together. So you're like a curator. Yeah, I'm like a curator. Definitely. You only you want to curate yourself? Do you ever like want to executive produce other shit? Uh yeah, eventually, yeah. I like what Westside Gun is doing for a lot of artists. I do like that approach. You know what I'm saying? I like for him to do that for me. You know what I'm saying? That would be gotta, insane. Yeah. That would be really insane. Yeah, but I definitely uh like the curating behind the scene of my own projects and um and other projects. I cure uh kind of kind of curated the uh the uh big ghosts and my homie D Brash Chicago's. I was behind the scene for that. Real, you I'm gonna have saying? to check that project out because all that Big Ghost does is amazing. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I, I was behind it. That was my first taste of, you know, curating behind the scenes, telling my homie D Brash, you know, yeah, rap over this. You know what I'm saying? Rap over this. I didn't tell him what to rap about and nothing like that. I didn't control that. I just controlled him like, yeah, this is it. This is this this. You know what I'm saying? Who do you think's the best? Like beat pickers out like are the, i mean other than you because you're at the top of my list like who else do you think has some really good ears uh west side gun tyler the creator uh rome streets has a good ear too i'm i well, i didn't i mean i just saw him in boston i wish i could go to that one you were with him at yes yes sir yes sir he, he has a good ear he has the uh that, that that ear for the fast pace boom bap got some great choices. Uh, who else uh, pick good beats? Um, uh, hmm. I don't know if you'll agree. I put Ross. I think Rick Ross is a really good ear. Rick Ross beats. picks good beats. Yes, he yeah. does. He does pick beats. Big good beats. He does. He does. He really does. Um, and if I can give one more. Um, I would say, um, I would say, I would say Ransom. Ransom got, Ooh, got a good all right. Ear yeah. 
I was saying seven. I love that's my favorite of his projects this year. I've seven, I've seven all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That Rome Streets, he puts on such a good I wanna see you. I've never seen you live. If you ever come to Boston or New York, I'm definitely gonna have to pull up. But Rome puts on such a good show. Yeah. You got good voice control. He's very comfortable on stage. I like blending with guys like Rome, you know what I'm saying, and knows yeah. what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? I, it just makes it just like a mirror reflection, like being around guys like that. Yeah. I went to the show and they were uh this is all le- <laughs> that somehow I came into uh, possession of mushrooms at the show. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was with shout out Trillmatic and shout out Kip. Uh, Kip does this, did this artwork. Um, Kip Defog. And they were like, oh, we took some already. And I was like, shit, I want to take some. So I just grabbed yeah. the bag and finished the bag. And they're like, shit, oh. that was the rest of the bag. So I was just wow. tripping. That was a great concert, but I was tripping balls for that. <laughs> yeah, I just stick to the flower power, man. No, Do you? Man. I, I There was one bar in, uh, it was in Cemetery Diet that I didn't know if you were referencing taking mushrooms or not. I've never took mushrooms. I don't like that vegetable. So <laughs> it would be hard for me to take a. A shroom. I don't you, eat the vegetable. Uh, you also, I, you have a bar about taking a thousand milligram edible, and that's right up Maya. I take thousand, two thousand. I like. I have a. Yeah. This is about seven fifty. Yeah. I'm gonna take it in a little bit. Yeah, I be yeah. Let me try two. You know what I'm saying? Five hundred milligram gummies. You know what I'm saying? I, I I take two of them real quick and. And and be like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? We had a little moment to myself, but once it kicks in and, and I got over that first hump, I'll be good to go. Was that the most you've ever taken? A thousand? At one time, yes. That was yeah. kind of wild. I was <laughs> like, whoa, you know, I it, I was underestimating it really. I I took it like like during while I was high and had the munchies, and I was like, this is nothing, you know what I'm saying? And my homie like, no, as I eat it. <laughs> It was like you know, one of those, like it is. I got, I started hit. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I see why my man told me not to take this full chunk like this. I know. And I eat like, I try to be healthy, but I eat like a monster when I eat edibles. I'll just eat whatever. <laughs> I just can't stop. I got the munchies like a fucking motherfucker. Yeah, I'll be on there. I have so much flour rolled up, be ready to roll up, ready to smoke. Are you blunts or joints? Blunts. What type of blunt? Diamond Swisher Sweets. Oh, really? Okay. Diamonds. Yeah, Diamond Swisher Sweets. Got to be the diamond. If it ain't diamond, then I ain't smoking it. You know what That's I'm all you smoke? I smoke. Well, I'm isolated. In the isolated situation, I stuff a cone, stuff a raw cone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, other than that, yeah, Diamond Swisher to the end. What are you smoking? What flower you got? Uh, I got some goober in here right now. You know what I'm saying? Do you switch it up or do you stay to certain yeah. strains? I I I like I I was kind of sewer, so I like to have like three to four strains on deck. When I go get a zip, I have to mix up my zip, get three to four different strains, seven sevens, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, four sevens of different strains, and be blowing four different blunts throughout the day just to get the taste, just to see what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Indica is like a guy. I'm an indigo guy. You know, All right, I'm, I'm a sativa guy. guy. Uh, yeah, see, I'm already energetic. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like 
the sativa ain't gonna do me no justice unless it's just like a flavor I just like absolutely want to taste. But indigo, I like to be able to feel like I'm sleepy as shit and still being occupied. I like that feeling. You know what I'm saying? That makes that lets me know that the weed is working. But yeah, I'm already I, energetic. I I have to work it like I have to perform at night. So if I'm smoking all day, I need something that's not gonna make me just like exhausted by the end of the day. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, that's one thing people could say about me. Like, I'll be in the green room smoking a whole coughing a lung up. But then when it's time to get on that stage, I'm not going to forget not one word. I'm not going to lose the energy. Yeah, I can't drink before I go on stage. Though. Yeah, that's me neither. I can't do it neither because I move around too much. And I feel like the liquor moving in my stomach is not a good mix. You know what I'm saying? I like to chill and drink. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm the exact same way. Do you, yeah. I feel like performance is like a lot, it's not a lot of people like care about it as much anymore. And I feel like a good show puts an artist over the edge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's why that, that Rome show, like I feel like you and Rome together, that show would have been killer. Yeah. Me and Are you Rome going back just... out on tour anytime soon? Do you have anything planned? Uh, Not right at the present moment, but that's the angle. You know what I'm saying? I want to do some festivals. I want to do some tours. You know what I'm saying? That's the angle. Those are, you know, some goals that I want to uh, accomplish. You ever do any uh, work with the uh, any guys, the Buffalo guys? Uh, Not as of yet, but, you know, stay tuned. Uh, the Griselda guys, yeah, you know, those are the homies. Shout out to Griselda. And, uh, you know, I got, I got something brewing in the pot. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Oh. That's the I'm a, I'm getting to host a rap and weed festival doing comedy again on West Side Gun Day in Buffalo. And I I'm nice. very, very excited about that. But I'm going out to Buffalo next week. Shout out everyone there. Yes, I've never been. But you know what I'm saying? Yes. What other do you I also fuck with the Detroit scene a lot. It's like the cold, the cold northern cities produce fucking great music. Yeah, they've been coming out, Milwaukee and Detroit, they've been coming out on Smash, you know what I'm saying, making making, making some tight music, some funny guys. They, they music is on some other type of wave, but it's funny and catchy. So I yeah, find there's some real, there's some, I mean, you got like Boldy, you got Bruiser Wolf and all the Bruiser Brigade, Danny Brown. You got some mm -hmm. real shit other than the YNJs and the, all that mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Now, you told me you listened to YNJ. I would be very surprised. That's even more surprising than Lil Yacht. Yeah, nah, I probably heard him in passing, but I Gucci don't think man. that. It, yeah, I, yeah, I probably heard all of them in passing. Like Gucci Man, I listen to Gucci Man. No, Gucci you know Man. He goes. Oh yeah, I definitely. Gucci yeah, man. I probably heard that in passing. <laughs> There's no big Gucci Man song coming yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> somebody might have played. I might have been in somebody's car and they. Might have played Coochie uh, Man, but I, I asked him who who was that playing? And you know what I'm saying? So they might have played Coochie Man. Coochie Man might have got to play. Who are you listening to? It doesn't have to be trap. Like who do you like right now? I'm always trying to, to find a lot of Matt Martians. I listen to a lot of my, lot of uh, a lot of Matt Martians. A lot a lot of R and B. A lot of oh, who do you, I love who do you like for R and B? Uh I like Eric Rico, Eric Robeson, Dwelle, uh Floor tree, you know what I'm saying? I'll be yeah. listening to that. Sometimes I'll be I'll be listening to uh her. 
before she got famous. You know yeah, what I'm saying? The, uh, you like the older stuff. So you, do you listen yeah, to like Joyce Rice, Sir, or Brent Fires yeah, or sir. anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to get to those guys. Yes, absolutely. Sir, Brent, uh, um, um, Internet. Uh, I've been like all of that stuff is is crazy. I've been listening to all of that kind of uh, kind of music. Matt Martian's at the top of the list, though. Matt I, I'm not gonna lie, I've never heard of him, so I'm definitely gonna. He's a uh, he's part of the internet. Oh, he's really? One, he's right, one of the guys that's in the internet. I'm so, writing him down. I'm gonna have to check his shit out. Yeah, his dad, He definitely you. If you be on some shrooms and all that kind of euphoric <laughs> drugs and shit, you will love that shit. All right, I'll check that. And out. I don't even do all that stuff, but I'll be bugged out at it. Like, yes, this music is anybody that reminds me of the Neptunes, like oh. they're gonna get my they're gonna get my they're gonna get my uh ear every time. Like anybody Imagine. like I want to hear you on a Neptunes beat. That would be insane. that would be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so crazy. You Neptunes uh, top five that that are live producers, yeah. Do you ever do? Would you ever do like R and B or anything like that? Not singing, yeah. But like, I've singed on a few records, man. Like on, on some of my upcoming albums, I've been singing on some of them joints. Oh, on the yeah. Specify Higher Four, I sung on uh, uh, on a hook, part of a hook, part of a hook. Oh, I can't but wait I, I'm, to hear that. I'm working on a project with this uh, with this singer named Lexus. That's another person that I'll be listening to. And um, how do you spell that? L e x u s. Oh, like the car. All right. Yeah, her uh, her uh, her Instagram is Acoustic Funk Box. You know what I'm saying? She uh, she got this crazy weird funk type of you know what I'm saying wave. And a lot of times, you know, she's out in Cali. A lot of times, I don't like to leave the studio. I like to leave the studio uh, with with references, but they always have to be like something done. Like it has to be done. Like I'll, even if I'm not doing the chorus, I'm going to still feel that space when I get the reference back. You know what I'm saying? So just so she can hear it, and it's it, a lot of the, a lot of the songs are like that, and it's me singing. You know what I'm saying? I'm singing. I can't it's wait one to of hear the that. joints that I was like, man, I like how I sound on here, so I'm gonna keep that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I've been, I've been you know, I ain't gonna exercise it like that, but you know what I'm saying? I've been dipping and dabbing there and then and then a little something. something. <laughs> When's your shit dropping? When's your next? When's your next drop? Um, I'm curating that now. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was just talking to Sunny Jim about uh, releasing um, Spencer for Hire during the fourth quarter of the uh, of the uh, of 2021. Um, I'm trying to curate something that comes out uh, sometime next month around my birthday. You know what I'm saying? The uh, director fan albums that I always do. Oh um, yeah, George well, Bush was cool. Called if George Bush was cool, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That'd I'm <be> great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna bring mad controversy, and um, you know, I might have just maybe CDs for that album. I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna do like vinyl runs and stuff like that for that, but yeah, I it's might. Cool. I, that might. That sounds great. Yeah, you and Sunny Jim's voices work. I love. I. I do have to give a minute if anyone listening and has not heard the Spencer for Hire tapes, but like he, I love his style. That's so different than any other British <laughs> rapper. That shit's crazy. Yeah, he, yeah. I, it's one thing that uh, that wheeled me in uh, to Sonny Jim. You know what I'm saying? His voice. You know what I'm saying? Like he'd be serious as hell, and I'd still be laughing. It's like the 
that accent gets to me, but you know what I'm saying? But it's just the way he does it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just mad funny. You ever, he's like, you're, you're mad funny. Do you ever, have you ever tried not comedy, but like you're mad funny. Have you ever done anything like that? I, I, I was performed in a play. <laughs> I you know, love play. Yeah, I acted in a play. It was more like a uh, somewhat serious play. How Man. old were you? I was grown. I was grown. I used to write plays. That's what I studied, and I put on plays that were like full length ones in theaters and shit. So I want to hear like, when was the? Uh, this was uh, I want to say. Hey, how long ago I was doing them plays? Like six years ago, seven years oh, ago. Oh, shit. Did you like yeah. acting? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was cool because it was more like I was acting out my life in oh. certain senses. I, I acted out I acted out like certain parts of my life. Like when I got evicted out of my first apartment, I acted out that situation. I had rhymes. I, I was, it's like a like one of those melodic things. They had raps and stuff. Like I had to make a rap. For the uh, for the for the play, it was strong. It was called Strong Connections, and it was like the same. Like everybody that was in the play, it's like a you know we all have some sort of strong connection to each other, and it kind of like panned out at the end of the show type ordeal. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I That's did my. Cool. What made you do that? That's awesome. I mean, opportunity was brought my way, so you know I was like, hey, you know, I, I'll be prepared for opportunities. You know Would you ever act or anything? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can give me some money, hell yeah, I'll do that shit. <laughs> you want to fucking my act on? Would you ever do stand up? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, do I do? Well, I do stand up. Maybe not. I don't know. I might have to write my. I might have to write my jokes down before I do yeah. stand up. I don't know. I'm good with like voiceovers. Like if I had to make do different voices for characters and stuff like that, I'm good at stuff like that. Oh, you would. Your voice would be great on a cartoon or something. Yeah. So I, I, I think about like, yeah, I, I want to do something like that. That's something that I'm that I'm interested in. Do you? Uh, what is your like preparation for performance? Like, do you get? Are you nervous before? Do you have to like prepare right? Hell before? yeah. I be I be nervous as hell. I, I mean, like I'm a professional performer. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna mess up. But I just be so anxious to get it done, get on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like when Eminem said, "Mom, spaghetti." I was, I, I know what that feel like. Like I ain't throw up or anything, but I know what that feeling felt like. You know what I'm saying? I know what it means. Like even when I have that feeling, that bar come in my head, "Mom, spaghetti." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mom, spaghetti. He's nervous, but you know, I think it's a good nervous, but Butterf- good butterflies. You know what I'm saying yeah. for me. You know what I'm saying? But then once I get on stage and spit that first bar, it is over. Like the anxiety goes away and then everything just turns into excitement. Do you switch it up? Do you or do you keep the do you open? Yeah, I have like this, I have like a, a, a voice pitch that I change up, like you know what I'm saying? Just to because just because the last performance. Like for your first song, do you usually have like a song that you feel comfortable opening up with, or do you switch it around? Nah, nah I I switch it up. Uh like this show, I performed more songs that I never performed than I do performed in the past. Like I performed two songs that I normally perform out of the seven songs that I performed total. So I've been switching it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I dropped a lot of music. So I was, you know, I like to, you know, have people caught up on speed 
take them to many different dimensions, man. Different gumbo, different parts of the gumbo. Why they yeah. eat? You know what I'm Did you ever? Uh... Do you have music that you don't like performing? Like I was just on a past episode, I was just talking to Homeboy Sandman, and he was saying that his album Dusty, he like doesn't perform anything from because he was it was like in a bad time of his life when he recorded it. So that like I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like stuff like from the Rapping Bastard and 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 and, and Spence Ethic. Like I stopped recording songs off the Spence Ethic, and uh, I stopped recording songs definitely wasn't performing that trap song that sheezy song like i just don't feel comfortable like with doing that because it makes me feel like i made the music for that and that wasn't why i did it so yeah you know it just makes it just hits me different you know what i'm saying i don't I, I like to perform joints that mesh well with who's on the bill so i'll take a look at that before i come up with set list set to, with the with the uh set list track list and uh yeah, I'm more like that. I'm more like, you know, if I'm opening up for Benny the Butcher, then I know that I'm going to have hard body records. You know what I'm saying? If I'm opening up for Twister, then I might want to have that cheesy joint on deck. <laughs> What's the craziest show you've done? Like what show? Uh, believe it or not, it was a show that it was a show on 420 opening up for Freddie, Freddie Gibbs like five years ago. Oh, wow. Opened up for Freddie Gibbs five years ago on 420. That was one of the liveest shows. That was crazy. And then one of the shows that uh, Wu-Tang, uh, Rain Wolf, Wayne, Rain Wolf came to Chicago and they performed, I think I saw a ghost and they had me and Ghostface come out and perform. That was crazy too. That must that have been crazy. insane. Yeah, that was super crazy. That was, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Did yeah. you, now that shit's opening back up and, like, you can start, do you think you can stay? Like, you put a lot of music out during quarantine and everything. Right, do you want to stay consistent with that, like, release? Yeah. yeah. I, I plan on dropping, you know, three to four projects a year for the for the next five years, man. Yeah, shit I'm, I'm prepared you know what i'm saying i got next year already done you know what i'm saying somewhat of the year after all the way done you know what i mean nike knows what they dropping in 2025 i want i want to know that too do you like you know work I mean? you like working that far ahead in the future absolutely brainstem factory was recorded uh was uh with the cemetery diet and, and legend laws of power was done last year i did that last year and uh but but uh my latest album brainstem factory i recorded that three years ago and i knew that you know they were going to drop it this year so it's just like you know i'll be working like that ahead of time i like to be ahead so is there ever a situation where you record an album and you're like no i need this out like now uh yeah like expensive for higher stuff you know what i'm saying since it's like an annual thing all of the annual stuff it's more like uh yeah i gotta i gotta put this out now and i i kind of like make it i cater to it more because i know that it's coming out so if i uh make an album that comes out next year i'm gonna take my time with the writing process i'm gonna make sure that it's more concise you know what i'm saying because yeah. i know it's gonna be sitting for a while 
You know what I'm saying? I don't want to never make music that I get uh, tired of if it ain't out yet. So, yeah. Who's on the Spencer for Hire for? Who's do you, can you say? Who, I, I can't reveal on? that right now. Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get something going. I'm trying. Well, I will tell you this. I'm trying to get Twister and G Count from LEP Bogus Boys on one song. That would and be if I'm, insane. And if I'm, and if I'm able to do that, then yeah. You know what I'm saying? Vic Spencer is a great curator. I would call myself a great curator. Shit, but other than yeah, that, it's going to be some surprises. Yeah, it's going to be some surprises on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real. It's definitely going to be surprises on uh, the Spencer for Hire 4. You'll be like, wow, I didn't think that these guys would do a song together. You know? I so, can't yeah. wait to hear that. Thank the you unexpected, so much for-, for sure. Thank you so much for doing this, man. I really am honored, especially for episode 100 of this. So I, I really am honored. And thank episode you. Very much for yes, on. sir. I'm glad to be the number one. You know what I'm saying? The number 100. The and, uh, you said you don't. What? So do you have anything to plug? Like your, uh, you have your shit on your Bandcamp? Uh, Vic Spencer, Bandcamp, Bandcamp.com. Back, I mean, uh, Vic Spencer.Bandcamp.com. Um, soundcloud.com backslash Vic Spencer. You know what I'm saying? Old I'm about to have some merch uh, on there. You know what I'm saying? I got uh, vinyl and, and, and t-shirts on deck. Come holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vic Spencer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you. And if you, if you go on tour, I'm going to def, I have to come see you. So I can't wait. For Definitely. You. Definitely trying to make something happen with a tour. Let's get it. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, and it was great meeting you. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. You too.